Hello, Miami Dolphin fans. Welcome to the same old Dolphin show. I'm Josh Katzker. With me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people. Happy weekend. Tomorrow's the big day. Yes, it is. We're recording this uh, rare Saturday morning recording session for the same old Dolphin show. Uh, the schedule got a little bit hectic this week, so we're recording the preview show a little bit later than usual. But that's okay because we're a little bit closer to game time, and maybe that means we'll be a little bit more fired up than we would have been had we recorded earlier this week. But, I mean, the fact of the matter is here, Brain, I don't know how much more fired up you can be. As far as September football games go... This is this is as big as they get for the Miami Dolphins. You don't you don't get too many games in September that are bigger than the one that the Dolphins have lined up this Sunday. And normally we do the tweets at the end of the show, but want to start our conversation today with a tweet that we got from at Darth underscore Carl on Twitter. And this is how we're going to kick off the conversation today as we preview the Dolphins' trip to Foxborough. The 3-0 and Miami Dolphins traveling to Foxborough to take on the 1-2 and New England Patriots. Uh, just a reminder that you can follow us on Twitter at SameOldDolphins, and then you can follow us individually as well at AaronTheBrain and at AmplifiedToRock. But at Darth underscore Carl had a tweet for us today when we asked, as we always do, for your hashtag one hot take for the big game on Sunday. Here was Carl's take. He said, this is the biggest Dolphins game in a decade. Brain, you want to you attack this first? You seem to have some opinions about it. So talk to me about why this may or may not be the biggest Dolphins game in a decade. Yeah, it's it's a huge game. And I I want to preface this by saying that uh it is a huge game uh and there's no argument there. And it's rare that you'll have a huge game in September, but the biggest game in a decade, I can't go there. Uh not when you've got when you've had playoff games against the Steelers and against the Ravens. Now, what I will say is that this game has far-reaching consequences if the Dolphins win, potentially. Uh, and, and again, this is where the, the fact that the game is in September really needs to be taken into perspective. Because on the one hand, what this game could mean, if the Dolphins go into Foxborough, come out 4-0, and the Patriots are 1-3, the Dolphins then have a three-game lead with a victory in hand over the Patriots. And potentially over the Jets, who are uh, in Jacksonville against a tough Jacksonville team, and the Bills, who are in Green Bay against a tough Packers team. Right. It, they'd be taking a stranglehold over the division. And, you know, not worrying about the Jets and the Bills— Right now, because if the Dolphins go into Foxborough and win and are four and zero, I think at that point the, the focus isn't so much on on the Jets and the Bills; it's on the Patriots. And what does this mean? And in my opinion, what makes this game so huge is not just everything that you've heard all week from the Dolphins fans about 
this is our chance to prove that we're for real. This is our chance to change the narrative. This is our chance to show that we're not the same old Dolphins. This game is huge because if we go into Foxborough and beat the Patriots, this might mean the end of the Patriot reign. Because we've seen the Patriots struggle in September. But it's rare that we have seen them lose a game in September and then come out the next week against a far inferior opponent and not bounce back and take care of business. And so it wasn't surprising that they lost to Jacksonville, a team that they played in the AFC title game last year. And the Patriots not exactly at 100% you know, uh, Edelman being injured, they've got, they had signed Josh Gordon. Is Edelman injured or is he suspended? Or suspended, suspended, you're right. Um, Josh Gordon, not yet on the team there. And then, you know, it wasn't surprising that they got beat by Jacksonville. It wasn't even surprising that they got handled by Jacksonville in September. But for them to come out the next week on a nationally televised game, coming off of a loss to Jacksonville and play the Lions, who were absolutely dreadful the first two weeks of the season, arguably the worst team in the league through the first two weeks, and get kind of manhandled by them, that sets alarms off. And now they play the Dolphins, and they're at home, and this is, look, it, it's possible that the Dolphins could win this game, and then, uh, you know, Two months down the road, the Patriots have gotten their shit together and the Patriots still end up winning the division. If we win this game, I'm not going to be one of those Dolphin fans that start saying the division is ours. We're going to win the division. But it could mean that it could mean that the Patriots are finally done, that the wheels have finally come off on the Brady Belichick dynasty and that the division is up for grabs. And with the Jets and the Bills flailing around, if the Dolphins are for real, this is their opportunity to really take control of this division, not just for this year, but for the foreseeable future. If Ryan Tannehill is a franchise quarterback and will be for the next four or five years, then we've got something to build on while we take control of this division for the next four to five years. That's what is potentially at stake. And that's where I could kind of see Darth Carl's point. Because this this game potentially has far-reaching repercussions. But the argument that I would make why it's not the biggest game in 10 years, aside from the fact that we could win this game and it doesn't guarantee anything because the the back half of our schedule is brutal. We could start 4 and 0 and we could still end up finishing the season 8 and 8, 9 and 7. The Patriots could certainly catch fire when they get 100% healthy and they get Josh Gordon in there and and acclimated. They get Edelman, they get a couple of their pieces back on defense. They could certainly hit their stride and still win the division even if they're behind 3 games on the Dolphins. But uh the biggest thing is, is that when you compare it to the playoff game, did the Dolphins not have the same chance to to erase the narrative? Like, yes, they snuck into the playoffs those two years, 
and they were kind of seen as fluky. But if you go out and you beat a team like Pittsburgh or Baltimore in a playoff game, I don't think you're really leaving any doubt that you're for real. And the only thing that left out is the fact that they went into those two playoff games and they got handled by two legitimate playoff teams, two legitimate contenders. And that's why those games, I still feel those were bigger. But this game certainly, as far as a September game goes, it is the biggest September game I I think I can remember. Uh, Really, I, I don't know, maybe ever. Because you wouldn't say that a September game was really big in the Marino years or even in the Fiedler years. Because we were consistently a pretty good team, a good to very good team. We never hit that elite level. But the focus was never on September. It was always, how do we get over the hump in December? This is the biggest September game that I ever remember. And the only game that comes close is back the last time we were 3-0, and and that was because at that time, the the narrative around the team was, is Ryan Tannehill going to be the franchise quarterback? Is Joe Philbin going to be uh, the coach that turns this team around? And after starting the season with two road victories, we came home and played an Atlanta Falcons team that was very good, and we got a come-from-behind victory a, a, a game-winning drive led by Ryan Tannehill that put us at 3-0, and and it was like, oh my God, we've got a franchise quarterback, we're 3-0, and and then we're playing the New Orleans Saints on Monday Night Football. We're going to be on national television against an elite team. This is, this is a big deal. But this game is bigger than that because it's against the Patriots and because it represents a chance for not only us to be for real, not only for us to take a stranglehold over the division, but also to quite possibly put an end to the Patriot reign. And that is something that I think all of us would love to see. I think a lot of people actually would probably love to see that. I think the whole country, yeah. I think anybody that's not a Patriots fan is rooting for the Dolphins. Yeah, traditionally, traditionally, anybody who's up against the Patriots pretty much has the whole country cheering for them because the Patriots just sort of are that natural heel team. They're just sort of the villains. And this is a big opportunity for the Miami Dolphins. It is an opportunity to change the national narrative in this division. A lot of people are talking about, we've got all these, there aren't very many undefeated teams left, just a handful of them. And all of them pretty much in the national media are are saying the Dolphins are a fluke. And who knows if the Dolphins go into New England and beat the Patriots and it seems like the Patriots are falling apart and the wheels are coming off the dynasty. People may continue that narrative about the Dolphins just being a fluke because they've beaten the New England team now that's falling apart. I don't, I don't buy into that because you don't, I think I heard a stat that in the last decade or so, um, I believe maybe even since the wild card game, I don't know that an AFC East team has won a game in Foxborough since then. Maybe that is the wildcat game. Maybe, maybe that's not accurate, but it's been a long time. The Patriots just don't lose at home to teams from the AFC East. Here's what I'll say as far as the, you know, well, if you win, then, you know, it's because the Patriots are falling apart. And then if the Patriots aren't very good, who have you beaten? It could be a valid point, but 
it's rare that a 4-0 team is a fluke because a, a bad team doesn't go, doesn't win four games in a row, eat, no matter who they play. They, they stumble against somebody. And to win four games in a row, in, and if this, this is the kind of game that even if the Patriots aren't for real this year, even if the wheels really are coming off, they're still the Patriots. They, it's still Tom Brady. It's still Bill Belichick. It's, and it's still a road game. It, it would be a very, very significant victory, no matter how good or bad the Patriots truly are. That's true. That's true. I'm, you, you, listen, I'm excited and I am ready for this game. And I think it's time for us to, to break it down. Um, when, when you, so the big story this week, coming into this game, everybody's been talking about it's the, it's pretty much the 10-year anniversary of the Wildcat. We're just just about a week past the 10th anniversary of the Wildcat game, where the 0-2 Dolphins came in to Foxborough to take on the 2-0 Patriots who were playing without Tom Brady, who was injured in week one. And the Patriots, of course, were on a very long winning streak. Had I think it was a 21-game a regular season winning streak at this point because they had just come off of their undefeated season. And it was just, it was one of those games where you didn't expect much from the Dolphins. You, you expected them to pretty much go into New England and lose, even though Brady was injured. But instead, the Tony Sperano-led Miami Dolphins turned out this inventive offense that they used to knock the Patriots off. So the narrative coming into this game is... That, well, this Miami Dolphins team has a very inventive offense. They're using Albert Wilson and Jaquim Grant in a lot of interesting ways. They're doing things that are uh, less than traditional. They're getting creative, digging down deep into the playbook, and they we're expecting that the Patriots are going to have a hard time on that with that because the Patriots are a little bit slow defensively. But the thing that I would warn people of is that you know, the narrative coming into that game was that the Patriots were hot, the Dolphins were not. And the really, the situation is flipped because you've got a 3-0 Dolphins team riding high coming into Foxborough against a 1-2 Patriots team on the back of two straight defeats. And so it's a little bit flip-flopped that way. And likewise, the Dolphins have already shown a willingness to dig into the playbook and get creative. When they came into that game in Foxborough in 2008, it was something completely new and completely unexpected. That's not to say that they don't have other things, other wrinkles that we haven't seen or even imagined yet. But it goes to say that because they've shown a little bit of their hand, Belichick, Belichick will have scouted it. And and the Patriots will be ready for some of those wrinkles. Really, what the question is, is are the Patriots, despite their preparedness, will they be able to stop the kind of speed that the Dolphins are bringing at them? Because last week, the Patriots had a very tough time with a pretty good group of wide receivers in Detroit. But the other thing that the Patriots had a problem with last week in Detroit, and that has sort of been a pattern, is stopping the run. Now, the narrative coming into this season was that the Dolphins were going to have a really good running game. And over the course of the first three weeks, we haven't really seen that. We got a little bit of that in week one. But 
for the most part, the Dolphins have gotten to this 3-0 start without leaning too heavily on that running game. So I think the question is coming into this game is can the Dolphins, two questions offensively for the Dolphins, can they establish the run and can they get the passing game going and incorporate those dynamic wide receivers and cause trouble for the Patriots? I don't know if the Patriots defense is going to be able to handle the Dolphins receivers and or the Dolphins running back. So, Brain, can you unpack that a little bit? What do you think? Running backs and wide receivers, they've got to get it going. Can the Patriots handle it? I think that the of all teams, the Oakland Raiders may have put forth the blueprint as far as stopping the, the Dolphins running game, which was stay in base defense and just focus on stopping the run. Just keep keep seven in the box, keep three linebackers in the game and just don't allow don't allow the dolphins to get you into nickel. Now, how do you do that? Well, you got what you have to do is that you have to be confident that even in your base defense that you can stop the passing game. And so I think this is one of those games where the Dolphins, in order to run the ball, they need to throw the ball. They need to get the Patriots out of their base defense because the Dolphins have been very adept at running the ball on opposing teams' nickel defenses. But when the opposing defense has been in their base, whether it's a 4-3 or a 3-4, when there's three linebackers on the field, the Dolphins have not consistently generated a running game. And so you say, well, okay, we'll spread them out. Uh, well, we didn't really do that against Oakland. Uh, and part of that was uh, kind of a curious decision by Adam Gase to, to not really go into as many three wide receiver sets. I think it was something like, the the games that that Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant had last week, the numbers that they put up and the impact that they had on the game, you would think that those guys are on the field the majority of the time, the majority of snaps. Albert Wilson played 10 snaps in that game. Jakeem Grant played nine. The Dolphins did not spread out Oakland. But when they did, and when they went to three receivers and they went to four receivers, they had success. I think the Dolphins need to do that more. And they need, if, if they want to maximize the talents of Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant, they need to put the guys on the field more. Because when they're on the field, it is money. They are producing. They are, even, even if they're not getting the ball, the fact that, the opposing defense has to prepare for them is opening running lanes for Kenyon Drake. It's opening up the middle of the field. It, it is doing so much for this offense, but for some reason, Adam Gay seemed content to do a lot of two tight end sets last week. And I think that the dolphins need to, to limit that. They need to start spreading the defense out a little bit more. It makes them better. Even if it makes you a little bit more predictable and it means, hey, we're putting this game in Tannehill's hands. He is supposed to be your franchise quarterback. 
and he has been playing extremely well. At some point, you got to take the handcuffs off and you got to say, hey, Tannehill is the guy that's going to lead us to victory. And I'm not saying that you're going to drop back and, and completely abandon the running game. But I think that this is a game where you need to use the pass to open up the running game because you need to make the Patriots respect that running, uh, that passing game. And when they respect that passing game, that's going to open things up for Kenyon Drake. And I think it's a likely uh, scenario that we're going to see the Dolphins get more of those, get Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant into this game a bit more because what we found out uh, over the last 24 hours is that Devontae Parker has somehow injured himself again. And so, to the surprise of no one, he finds himself questionable for the game in New England. Now, assuming he doesn't play, uh, I think that's a situation where the Dolphins are going to be leaning on Wilson and Grant a bit more than they did last week. I mean, Devontae Parker accounted, I mean, acquitted himself pretty well last week, um, surprisingly, I guess, for some people in that game against the Raiders. But if he is not ready to play this week, that means that, again, moves Albert Wilson and Jakeem Grant up a slot in the wide receiver depth chart. And I think we'll see them incorporated a bit more in the offense again on Sunday. And quite frankly, I think that's the game plan to use because the Patriots' defense is slow. Dante Hightower is not the player he used to be in that linebacking core for the Patriots. So I think if the Dolphins can give Tannehill time and the Dolphins can incorporate the speed offensively, that's the recipe for success when taking on the uh, Patriots defense. Now on the other side of the ball, this is where the challenge continues to be for the Dolphins. Now, we know that the Patriots wide receiver core is definitely shallower than it used to be. In fact, so far they've they've really struggled to find anybody to be the answer uh, in that wide receiver core. I mean, Philip Dorsett, I think probably one of their best receivers right now. Obviously, we know that Brady's favorite weapon is Rob Gronkowski, and that's going to be the key, assuming Josh Gordon is not ready to play on Sunday. Uh, the, the status on Gordon is still that he's questionable and that we're not sure whether or not he's going to be ready. If Gordon doesn't play, I think that both the Lions and and Jaguars have put a have laid down pretty good groundwork on how to try to limit Gronkowski. Um, the the Lions spent a lot of time having a safety and a cornerback sort of double up on Gronkowski, and then they were able to make uh, have contact up front to try to eliminate or disrupt the routes that James White was running out of the backfield because that's another weapon that Brady likes to utilize is James White on, on passing downs. Um, but the other thing is we know now that if James White is on the field, that almost 100% of the time indicates that the Patriots are passing. And so if the Dolphins can get their scheme right, if Matt Burke can get it together defensively and scheme this game just right, the recipe is, I think, put two guys on Gronk and force these other wide receivers to find a way to beat you. And, I mean, the Dolphins' defenses looked good in stretches. 
Can they get pressure on Brady and force him to to move quickly and try to rely on some of these unsung wide receivers? Now, if Gordon plays, obviously that complicates things a little bit. But then again, who knows, because he's an unknown quantity. And I think if Gordon plays, that's probably where Xavier Howard is going to be spending some time, is uh, keeping an eye on Josh Josh Gordon. But um, yeah, those are my thoughts as far as how the Dolphins can shut down this Patriots defense. What about you, Brian? Yeah, if if Josh Gordon plays, it... It's, it really changes the dynamic of how you defend this team. I mean, it's a complete X factor because you really just – we know that at his best, Josh Gordon is a game-changing receiver at his best. The question is, if he plays, is he at his best? And and how many resources – how do you game plan for a team where you don't know whether or not he's going to play? I think you have to prepare for Josh Gordon being at his best. and. What do you do if he is? And the qu- the question is, do you just simply say, hey, Xavier Howard, you are an elite corner. You have proven it over your last 11 games. We're going to put you man-to-man on Josh Gordon, and you lock him down, and we'll take care of everybody else. Or do you say, we need to give him some help over the top We just need to make sure that Josh Gordon doesn't beat us, that Brady doesn't beat us with the deep ball. Now, Brady is not one of the best deep throwers in the league. He's not one of the most accurate deep throwers. And Xavier Howard has shown himself to be more than competent. He's been darn right elite. Um, So I, I think there will be times where you can, depending on the down and distance, you could probably get away with putting Xavier Howard on an island against Josh Gordon and just kind of see how it goes. And if it if if they attack it and it works, then then you have to adjust and you got to say, all right, well let's let's start putting the safety over the top there. Let's not let them beat us with the deep ball. Now the danger of putting that extra player, that safety over the top, is that now you have opened up what the Patriots do uh, probably better than anybody, uh, which is throwing to Gronk, who is an absolute beast and just a one-of-a-kind player up the middle. But I think the Dolphins have somebody to put on Gronk. Now, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But look, you you drafted Minka Fitzpatrick because he was this special talent that was able to cover the slot, able to cover tight ends, and be this Swiss Army Knife player. If if the Dolphins could get away with putting Minka Fitzpatrick on Rob Gronkowski and saying, look, you've got him, just cover him, then, then great. I mean, then maybe, then you don't need to worry so much. But I think that it'll be a combination of Minka Fitzpatrick it'll be a combination of uh TJ McDonald I think Jerome Baker will be used with some you know bracket coverage on Rob Gronkowski I think Gronkowski is probably going to be their their primary concern and I think Josh Gordon is just kind of like an x factor and that leaves the running backs and that's where I I still think the Dolphins will continue to have a problem 
And the Patriots have not just James White, who is a dynamic receiver out of the backfield, but Sony Michelle, who they drafted in the first round, who they drafted to be a three down back. Uh, he will continue to be uh, a dynamic receiver out of the backfield. And these are the guys that I worry about, especially if Jerome Baker or Kiko Alonso have to go out and cover Rob Gronkowski or have to cover a different receiver. You don't want Raekwon McMillan stuck in coverage against one of those running backs because it has been shown through the first three weeks of the season that is not his strong suit. And that is really the weakness of this Miami Dolphins defense. And if there's one thing that the Patriots have built their dynasty on, it is identifying the opposing team's weakness and attacking it relentlessly. And that's what I expect them to do. I expect them to spread the Dolphins out, force the Dolphins to make a decision as far as who they're doubling, whether it's Josh Gordon or Rob Gronkowski. And whoever they do not double, they're going to focus on them. And they're also going to focus on getting the their running backs lined up on our receivers in man coverage. And Brady is precise. And if the running backs are, are doing their thing and they're getting open on man coverage, uh, I think it's going to be a tough day for the Dolphins linebackers. Yeah, and you know, with one of the Dolphins' biggest strengths defensively being the the edge rushers, Brady under pressure is going to be dumping the ball off to his running backs a lot. Now, I I think he's going to be distributing it to them in checkdown situations. He's also going to be distributing it to them when he's under a lot of pressure. So it's really going to be a big game for this linebacking core to make sure that they can figure out a way to stop those running backs out of the backfield, keeping an eye on James White, keeping an eye on Sony Michelle, just as as you indicated. Um, Brain, I think I want to share some hot takes here from, from Twitter, and then we can uh, wrap up this show. Are you ready? Are they hot? Are they hot? Well, some of them are. Some of them are. Uh, at UC Funke, UC Funk, we always have a problem with this one. Tell us, at UC Funk, tell us how to properly pronounce your Twitter handle. Um, he says he wants to see Grant run the Wildcat. It would be so appropriate. I think I think we'll see some Wildcat or some weird formations from the Dolphins. I don't know that Jakeem is going to be the guy in the center of it. I would um, think Albert Wilson. Yeah, because Albert, Albert Wilson, Wilson has the threat of throwing the ball. Yeah, Albert Wilson will probably be the guy at the head of the Wildcat, but I certainly think we'll see Jakeem Grant get incorporated in some ways. Um at Big Def Energy says, however this game goes, this will be the game that defines the season of both teams. For good or for ill, the page, the Finns and the Pats are going to prove who they are this Sunday. Um, I agree with that to a certain extent. I also disagree with that to a certain extent. I don't know that the Dolphins... Way to go out on a limb there. Yeah, and I'm really hedging my bet here. Um, I, I really feel like the... If the Dolphins play really well and and come up short, I don't know that that defines their season. I also don't know if they completely lay an egg in New England that that necessarily defines the season. It very well could, but it it might not. And again, same with the Patriots. Patriots could lose this game and then turn it around next week. But he's 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 making the stand. He's making the hot take. I'm just riding the fence a little bit. 
Right. He, he's got the hot take and you've got the lukewarm take. That's right. I've got a bucket full of lukewarm water that I just got out of the kitchen sink. Um, let's see. Uh, Dolphins end zone. Let's see what he, he I asked for one hot take. He gave us like five. So let me see if I can pick the one that is probably the hottest. Um, I mean, they're, they're not really hot takes. They're really more key to victories. So he says, don't allow Brady time to scan the field. Tight ends cannot continue to be a problem for the defense. Offense has to be better on third downs. Gesicki, who? He needs to show up. And Gase cannot be outcoached or, or he should expect another loss in New England. Um, I'll write on the Gesicki point because my prediction was, I know that A.J. Derby was injured. Um, I don't know if he's expected to play on Sunday or not, but I, my big hot take coming into this week is I think this is the week that Mike Gesicki is going to get implemented the, into this offense in a big way. The Dolph, the Patriots defense is going to be looking to deal with the speed and cope with the speed. And that's going to allow for Mike Kosicki to run some, some more direct routes right through the center of the field. And he's going to get incorporated in a big way and have himself a big game with a couple of touchdowns. So that's, that's my hot take leading into this game. Um, and then the last Twitter comment that I want to share is more of a question. It comes from at the coach Gator. He says, uh, excuse me, at the coach Gator, all one word. He says to paraphrase Harlem Knights, will Tom Brady take this ass whooping personally? I, I mean, if Brady loses to the Dolphins, he better take it personally. Brady seems like the guy that takes any defeat personally. Yeah, he takes to be honest. He takes it personally if the team goes three and out. Right. You see him on the sidelines cursing out teammates, cursing out coaches. He's always fired up. That's one of the things that I, I like. I mean, listen, Tom Brady's one of the greatest football players of all time, but one of the things I really like about him is how fired up he is. I'm not interested in a level-headed quarterback. I want somebody who's fired up. Like you saw Dan Marino get fired up back in the day. You see Tom Brady get fired up. You know, that's the kind of stuff I like. But yeah, Tom yeah. Brady is going to take it personally when the Dolphins come into Foxborough and, and whoop his behind in the immortal words of professional wrestler Booker T Tom Brady we coming for you fella I paraphrased a little bit <laughs> a little bit yeah a little bit with the fella I paraphrased I, I can't see Booker T saying the word fella maybe Seamus yeah but we're not talking about Seamus talking about Booker T all right Brain, that's, I think, going to just about wrap us up here, unless you have any last parting thoughts that you want to share with the people about this game. Did we Did we want to make a prediction? Oh, I guess we should make a prediction, huh? How about that? We, yeah. should, we should predict how this game is going to go. Brain, I'm going to let you go first. Make your prediction. Dolphins at Patriots this Sunday. I believe that this is a winnable game. And I believe that there are things that the Dolphins do and personnel that the Dolphins have that match up favorably uh, against the Patriots. But I also think that the Patriots have some favorable matchups and the Patriots are at home. And I think they're coming into this game not necessarily thinking that their season is on the line because I think when you when you've had the amount of success that they've had you have a certain level of confidence that no matter what you can you can get things going and I don't think that a Patriots loss will necessarily just end their season 
But I do think that they are coming into this game with a sense of urgency. And I think we're going to get maybe not the best the Patriots will be all year because they're still not at 100%, but they're getting some guys back. I do think we're going to see Josh Gordon in this game, and I think we're going to get a very good game by the Patriots. And that means trouble for the Dolphins' defense. A Dolphins' defense that, while at times has stepped up and has certainly been commendable, I still think is a little bit shaky, and we just haven't played a team that has the ability to expose them. I believe the Patriots have the ability to expose them. And I think it's going to be a long day for this defense. And I think the Patriots are going to get up first. And one thing that we haven't seen from this Dolphins team, we well, we saw them come back last week from, from a 10-point deficit. Uh, but it was a close game the majority of the game. We haven't seen the Dolphins fall behind early by a significant margin. I think the Patriots are going to take control of this game early and the Dolphins are going to be struggling to keep up. I think that they'll hang around, but I think the Patriots are going to win a fairly high scoring game. And I'm going to call it 34 to 23 Patriots victory. Brand. It is going to be a tough day for the Dolphins' defense. William Hayes is ruled out for the season with an ACL tear. Andre Branch is going to miss a couple of weeks, two to four weeks. Chase Allen is out. The Dolphins' defense is stretched. But this is a team that is coming into New England with something to play for, a lot to play for, an opportunity to change the narrative. An opportunity to make us think about renaming this podcast. We're not renaming the podcast. But an opportunity to change the way that the nation perceives both the Miami Dolphins and the New England Patriots. It's time, Bryn. It's time to go into New England and put our foot on the throat of Tom Brady and the New England Patriots. Are you going to do it? It's time for the Dolphins to change the conversation. It's time for the Dolphins to upend the hierarchy of the AFC East and the American Football Conference. It's time for the Dolphins to go 4 and 0. Oh. It is time, Brain. It's time for the Dolphins to take over. Ryan Tannehill, Albert Wilson, Kenny Stills, Danny Amendola, Jakeem Grant, Kenyon Drake, Frank Gore, who is the only member of the current Dolphins roster to have ever won a game in New England. This entire Miami Dolphins team is going in to Foxborough and they are flipping the script. It's time, Brain. Your Miami Dolphins are coming out of week four with a 4-0 record following a resounding 
41 to 16 victory Whoa. over the New England Patriots. It is no time. No way. It is time. I am fired up for this, Brain. I am fired up. Yeah. It's time. You, were, you 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 brought out your inner Bill Pullman. I felt like I was watching Independence Day. It's we time. will not go silently into the night. In the immortal words of Lemmy, it's time to play the game. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Brain, tell the people where they can find you. Can find me on Twitter at Aaron the Brain. Man, that was a hot take. That's the hottest take that you get. See, that's how you make a hot take. You don't say this guy's gonna have a good game, this guy's gonna have it. You just come right out and say, the Dolphins are gonna beat the Patriots by 25 points. That is a hot take. It's time. In in Foxborough, it's time. You can follow me on Twitter at Amplified to Rock. The show is at same old dolphins. You can also go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash same old dolphins. Like the page, comment on everything, leave us some uh, some gifts, some memes. You know what to do. It's Facebook. Do what you do on Facebook besides, you know, making it sound like your life is much better than it actually is. You can also go to Apple Podcasts where you can download, rate, review, and subscribe to the same old Dolphin Show. We'd appreciate you guys leaving a nice review for us. Give us a five-star rating. It helps spread the word about the same old Dolphin Show. And then, of course, as always, you can go to SoundCloud where you can follow us on there and also leave us some feedback on SoundCloud as well. Okay? So... We've previewed the Patriots game. We will be back at some point on Sunday or Monday to recap the game for you and talk about how the Dolphins move forward now that they have taken a stranglehold on the AFC East. I'm very fired up. I hope that you are fired up. For Aaron the Brain, this is Amplified to Rock. This is Josh. We will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins! Time to play the game. Time to play the game! (laughs) It's all about the game! And now you play it all about control And if you can take it, all about your death And if you can play it, it's all about pain And who's gonna make it? I am the game, you don't wanna play me I am control, no way you can shake me I am heavy death, no way you can pay me I am the pain, and I know you can't take me Look over your shoulder, ready to run Like a Cleveland bitch from a smoking gun I am the game, and I may do so move on out, you can die like a fool Try to figure out what my mood's gonna be Come on over, sucker, why don't you ask me? Don't you forget there's a price you can pay Cause I am the game and I want to play